So it's not about we're going to talk about it because if we are talking about it, we are staying in our heads. People are willing to, to, to say a lot and to talk and to listen, but the condition is that they just feel that it's real. But what will you believe, my words or the energy that I'm really radiating? That is what it's about. Welcome to the Revenue Discussion Podcast. This podcast aims to inspire and educate the newest generation of revenue leaders on various subjects related to sales, marketing, revenue operations, and customer success. Every week, we invite an inspirational guest who is willing to share his or her insight, strategies, and tactics that has worked or are still working for him or her. Today, we've invited Natalie van Oost to the show. If you don't know who she is, she is partner at Merluno. And Natalie has had a uh, very interesting career. At the beginning, she wasn't herself. She was putting a mask, uh, pretending to be someone that wasn't her. And then eventually she got a conversation with herself of how can she be an authentic salesperson, an authentic sales leader eventually. Uh, and what she does now is really developing growth mindset, developing consciousness and inspiring self-leadership among people. I hope you will enjoy this episode. Well, welcome, welcome Natalie to the show. How are you doing today? Well, I'm uh, doing fine. Uh, still a little bit sick, but uh, actually doing great. So yeah, thank you. as we speak, it's uh, 30th of November. So I think it's the period you don't have to uh, <laughs> apologize for that at all. I think it's only normal. Natalie, I am uh, super excited to have you on the show today uh, because you are a people person and I know that you know a lot of stuff about that. So I definitely want to talk about that. Uh, also about sales mindset, about leadership. But before we do all that, maybe you should introduce yourself for the people that don't know Nathalie yet. And so who is Nathalie? <laughs> well, in short, um, so who am I? Uh, so I am Nathalie. And in fact, um, I rather like to talk about what I like. Um, I like to connect with people. And in fact, in everything that I do, even if it's on a personal level, on a, a professional level, uh, that's what I like the most. So um, that means I'm one of the partners at Merluno. And um, in Merluno, I do everything that is uh, people and culture on the inside of the company and towards customers. I uh, help them with like the role of being a human in business development, in the commercial scene, doing business. Um, that's a little bit what I do in short. <laughs> the role of being a human. I love it. Maybe, can you give maybe also a little bit of background? Like where did you start it and how did you then evolve to being a partner at Merluno? Yeah. So, um, I started at the company, um, I think it's, uh, it was in 2010. So 12 years ago already, like you know, almost 13. <laughs> time flies. Uh, time flies, yep. <laughs> Never expected to stay at the same company, by the way. Um, but I did. Um, no, I started uh, almost 30 years ago. And uh, I started as a business developer on the payroll. Um, but there was like always uh, working for different customers. But most of them all, always had the question like, um, yeah, uh, we need some more opportunities because our sales is not going that well. And what were you so selling uh, back then mm -hmm. to, to understand the context? Yeah, so it was like consultancy, but more um, in terms of business development, like more operational. Oh, yeah. 
we wanted it to be like more holistic business development, but at that time the word holistic was a little bit fluffy duffy. Today that's really like somebody that everybody knows about and, and it's really right. here yet, here already, but at that time it wasn't. Um, so we helped them uh, to understand the market and to find commercial opportunities for them. Um, but while doing that, uh, we also find out that, um, yeah, sometimes that was not really the, the real question <laughs> behind it. Uh, so more of it, it was also like, okay, but, uh, are we looking, uh, in the right target market? Are we, is our position, our value proposition, is that okay? Are we working with the, with the right people? Do we do have the right skills and, and competences? And then we also, as a company, we evolved. Um, so then I also started to, as a business developer, um, I, I, I saw that I, um, I liked to be connect, uh, to, to connect to people. Um, so that were my first steps then in sales, let us say it like that. But then as well, I found out like the word sales was not really something that I liked that much because in my opinion, from my point of view, it was more like, um, yeah, I don't know the word in English, but like, uh, yeah, you know, the handy sales yeah, guy. the manipulative, pushy salesperson, always want to persuade, always, always yeah. want to sell and not help. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was like a, a process for me too, like to find out, but okay, but what is it that I like about doing sales? And then what is it that I don't like about it? And in fact, uh, everything around us is sales. Everything started somewhere from one person who really wanted to yeah, contribute to the world. And maybe after uh, some other people saw like a lot of opportunity in that, and that's why they also did the same, maybe mm -hmm. probably, uh, but in the core, it, it's, it's really something beautiful, I guess. And, um, yeah, then, uh, that was really a process for me to find out, okay, but, but what is it that I do like? And, uh, I just thought for me sales today, it's really about being real with other people and, and to connect with people and to see like, can we contribute something together to the world or to each other? And, and is it really you know, meaningful, let us say, um, can I so ask what, like, was that something easy for you to do to connect with people or is that a process that, you know, became more and more uh, mm. easy to adopt when, when you encounter new people or, and is it then mm. also, you know, something that everybody can learn or is it just something that comes naturally mm. with, with the person? Yeah. Mm, for me, I, all, I always liked it to connect with people, but I also, uh, felt back in the days when I was uh, 10 years younger, <laughs> um that um how do i say it um i felt in business life that i was not being completely myself that i was like um putting some some mask how to say it like this um i need to be serious now to be taken serious because i was a woman or a girl at that time a blonde uh, and i had to yeah talk with with people with with Mm. Yeah, much more maturity at that time, um, sales managers, uh, CEOs of companies and so on. So there were like a lot of little voices, let us say, in my head. So uh, that was something like to be honest to myself, like, okay, but why am, not, am I not that authentic? And um, what is like holding me back from being really myself? And that was the process that I did. So I always, I, I think you really have to like to be in contact with people. But I do think that it's a process and, and not only in sales, but like in, in 
be about being human. Yeah, I would exactly. Say. Um, to really like be yourself, but that seems to be very hard for a lot, a lot of people. I was gonna say, I think a lot of people are. I'm not gonna say suffering from that, but you understand what I mean. And I think even myself, I find myself, you know, doing that sometimes. Want to prove mm -hmm. myself. Want to sound like someone I'm not per se, or you know, it's okay to also not don't know stuff. But uh, I think a lot of people, and I hear it also from a lot of uh, people with some years of experience that you know, in retrospect, they look back and they said, "Hmm, when I was younger, I had some kind of mask, indeed." But then I'm asking myself, maybe. Because everybody is going through that phase, it's also okay to go through that phase yourself. And I think having yeah. a mask in the beginning is maybe just the beginning of that phase as well. Mm -hmm. Might be, and I think it's 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 right what you're saying. But at the other hand, I'm also like wondering, maybe now is the time that we are in an evolution that it won't be necessary anymore. Uh, because why do we need to prove ourselves and especially in sales because it's something that you feel it immediately when somebody is like doing his sales pitch and when it's really like authentic and who do you choose when the two companies for example and they are doing the same thing and the pricing is completely the same why do you choose for person a and not for person b i'll do i'll think that that's because you're really feel the authenticity and the, the connection. And that's mm -hmm. something that you have to feel. It's not something that you like say with your mind. Oh yeah, with your mind, you can say like, oh, the the price is, is way um, higher for that other company, for example. But I don't know uh, <laughs> the, 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 um, the guts huh? to, uh, to let the gut yeah, also. Uh, no, definitely. No, and I think that's also interesting because I think that a lot of people still look at sales as you have to prove value. You have to prove ROI and everything is about the numbers while probably it can be partly true. And maybe for certain people, it's more true than mm -hmm. others. But I think also sales is a lot about just human to human connection indeed, as you said. Mm -hmm. And I do think that ROI is important, <laughs> but I, uh, I am also convinced that that's an, um, an effect of the connection that you have. It's not like the main goal. It's something that comes because of the relationship that you have. And of course, because you have something to offer to another company, to the world. And if mm -hmm. that is really like clean and authentic, and it's like a real purpose that really is, is for the good for all, let us say it like that, then I do believe that uh, our life will come. Yeah. 100%, 100%. But I also think, you know, in, in the context of you have two to three alternatives, or at least a prospect is, is mm -hmm. you know, uh, analyzing two to three alternatives and you, and, and they have to make a, a selection. Of course, all of the solutions will prove ROI to a certain extent, maybe one more mm -hmm. than the other. But I think that they're also having just that human connection, having trust, because trust then means also trust in that ROI. And I think there, you know, you, you really uh, extrapolate the trust in, into the different aspects mm -hmm. of doing business together. But um, let's maybe go back because um, you, you were explaining about your transition from uh, initial sales experience to being a partner now at Merluno. Uh, but I also read on your LinkedIn profile that <clears throat> you help people at discovering their true potential by developing their growth mindset, developing their consciousness and inspiring self-leadership. But I want you to tell me more about that because it sounds interesting, but I want to understand really what is it for you that all of this means? 
Yeah. Well, what it means for me is um, I truly believe uh, that everybody is a leader. Uh, it, it's not, it, it has nothing to do with uh, whether you're a sales manager or a sales director or a CEO. I mean, that's just a, a title, uh, but that doesn't define your identity. I mean, when we die, I mean, it's not like uh, put somewhere uh, like, oh, he was this or that or that. No, it's like, yeah, the effect that you had on people. And that is what they will talk about. Um, so, um, what I mean with the, with the leadership and consciousness and what it means for me is I truly believe that if we all like feel what is our true potential from ourselves, uh, if we are not like comparing ourselves to others, but if we are really truly embracing our own talents and our own potential, then everybody can really be on his own, um, uh, yeah, then a black, uh, his own space or his own place. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That is what I what I do while uh, while giving trainings as well. That's that's um, all right. Let's maybe deep dive into that. Finding your mm -hmm. own true potential, find, being in your own place. How do you even start actually by <laughs> understanding what it is? Yeah, well, it starts. Uh, it's it's different for everybody, eh, in my opinion, um, mm -hmm. and also the process to find that out. Um, so how I start with that is already like to find out, okay, but what is it that gives you energy eh, that you really feel like, okay, there is like an internal flame and I really want to spread this. Eh? And then there is like maybe a little bit of stress about it and to shine that light, but like you feel like it's, um, it's a healthy kind of stress, you know, um, but really something, yeah, that, that you adore. Uh, and at the other hand, uh, because that's like, let us say the light side of it. But at the other side, what is the dark side of it? Uh, what is like uh, all the yes. little voices that I have in my head? If I am really, truly honest to myself, like, hmm, what is going on? Oh, maybe, um, yeah, I am afraid um, to call that person or that CEO because oh, I am afraid of being rejected or something like that. Uh, and for me, it really starts there, like starting to really, yeah, be be true to yourself mm -hmm. and then like explore it yeah i think self-awareness <laughs> is like the, the most important muscle you gotta flex every day yeah. again yeah yeah because all right so i also can imagine that a lot of people can identify in the that uh in the, the the elements where they get truly a lot of energy from and also discover the the dark side of things but do you do you find it easy or from your experience uh and what you maybe have witnessed how easy is it for people to also make the transformation happen to really make something change in their life because i think that a lot of people that will listen to this will maybe think i know what i'm getting a lot of energy from but then they still are stuck in that same situation environment ecosystem they are in Maybe they need to change things. And, you know, from, from your experience, how easy is it to do so? Mm -hmm. Maybe it's not. And maybe, you know, you, what, what's, your, what's your, your thought on that? Yeah, from my experience, it's not easy at all. <laughs> Because uh, um, how come, like, a lot of people, especially uh, now as well, it's, it's almost the end of the year. A lot of people are like, yeah, and that's from next year. I'm going to do this and this and this, and I'm going to change that. But then uh, one month later or one week later already, it's like, oh, nothing has changed and I'm still doing the same or 
I'm afraid to do that move. Um, and from, from my point of view, it's like because um, we do that out of our heads. Uh, but if it's just is something that is in our heads and we don't really like feel it and we are not like embodying it, mm -hmm. then the change won't come that easily. So um, what I see is, um, first of all, yeah, of course, it starts with being conscious about it. And that is really like a process. And there is for me, I mean, there is like, uh, yeah, and that needs to be done by that. No, it's something that comes naturally to you if you open up for it. Um, and then uh, when, when, when like you feel it and when you're conscious about it, it's really about like, really feel it until you're like, and now I'm really sick and tired of it. And then the movement can start. So, um, that's also something that I see like, um, in, in trainings as well, we can talk about things and then everybody can be there like, yeah, 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 of course. But then when we're going into the details and I mean, like, um, doing exercise using the body uh the actual execution yeah then it's something that people feel like whoa uh i i i i thought i wanted to go uh, to my uh, to my goal directly but then you let them do an exercise while while moving them body their body sorry towards their outcome and then you see like the body it, it's just it just stays there and it doesn't want to move for example mm. That is like the real integration between like, yeah, what, what the head is thinking and what the heart is feeling and what our gut is saying and doing, because that's where the action is. Yeah. I think that's, that's a hundred percent true. I think everybody ultimately has very ambitious goals, but it's really people that do the step, do the actual execution that move forward that will make their ambition or dreams happen. So yeah. uh, I can totally imagine talking and having the great ideas is one step. And then mm -hmm. of course you, yeah. you need that execution. And it's part. really about starting the movement. Like what is the, the first smallest possible step that you can do already yeah. to start? Because otherwise it's like in our head, like, oh no, but this is too, too difficult or it's not possible at all. And yeah, and of most of the time it's not that difficult. No. No, well, it's not when you start the first move. <laughs> it's like climbing a mountain. I mean, like if it's like really high, yeah, of course, like in the, you know, oh shit. Eh? But when you just mm -hmm. start walking, you can also take a rest in between. I mean, there is like, oh, I, I need to reach the top of the mountain in one hour. A hundred percent. Now, if we, if we go back to, uh, to sales, I think also mm -hmm. there, I mean, to, to link it also to what you said, you know, having true potential, uh, having high energy level, I think they're also super important as a sales is to really be convicted about the thing that you sell, that you, you yourself truly believe yeah. that the product or service that you sell is just wonderful. It's magical. It will actually help people so that, you know, you can actually make the thing that you want to happen uh, a reality. But so do you also think that way? And and maybe also linked to that, uh, and that's maybe a second question. How do you feel about, because if you look at the country of that is, you know, we just say there is a plan. Uh, we don't care about your feeling. There is a plan. There are targets. You need to make it happen because according to plan, if you achieve what you need to achieve, we will make it happen. And so how do you feel in, within that balance of those two worlds where, you know, you, you just have to find a match with yourself versus you also have to follow a plan, maybe written by other people, which is a lot of the times reality. Mm -hmm. 
I am really convinced that um, you do need to stand behind the product or technologies uh, or services that, uh, that you are selling, um, especially because yeah, if, if it's not only about believing it, it's also about feeling it, uh, because then it really becomes like your, your second nature, I would say. Uh, it's like if you go to a restaurant and it was really good, what do you do? You also say it to other people like, oh, my God, you really need to go there because it's like, wow, it was so delicious. But if you don't feel like that enthusiasm uh, about talking about your company or what you do, then for me, I, I'm not saying that it's always the truth, but for me, that's always already like a, a small alert, like, hmm, how happy or how good do you really feel in the company? Do you really stand behind the values of the company? Is that important or not? And I guess that's a real big evolution that we're seeing now, because uh, what I see, because you just mentioned, like plans are, are sometimes made by, by different people and then you need to execute them. I see that there is like a, a, a big evolution there that people do have more ownership, but then it's like, how do I take that ownership? Eh? So then you come back to that leadership part again. Mm -hmm. um, and um, it's, it's, I, I really honestly see a lot, a lot, a lot of companies uh, more and more like who are like, no. We, we okay we do need our return of course but it is so much important that we are satisfied with what we're doing that we are contributing to the world as well uh, that we are happy that we are having fun and that it is a result as from what we are doing and not that it's like the goal itself um and i also see that's for me and that's the the reason why a lot of people uh, left companies because they felt like, hey, something is not right anymore. What was I doing? I was just like pursuing money, but without like any mm -hmm. something else, without any purpose. And and what do I really want uh, in life? And for me, that's also uh, not to say the c word again, but I just did. <laughs> but I think that's, uh, that was a good evolution because a lot of people were like, yeah, you you were at home. Yeah, a lot of people were. So there was space and room to think, to reflect about mm -hmm. maybe the things that we thought like there were guarantees, maybe it's not really the case. Mm -hmm. And then people were like, but what is life? Oh, life, we, we need to live. <laughs> and, and, and like not just going to work and, and do something and then being exhausted at the end of the day and then not having energy anymore for your social life. No, we need to live. And I think that that is something, and from, from my point of view, that's something that I know. A lot of people were like, yeah, this and this and this I like, and this I like, and oh, that doesn't fit with the company I'm working. Well, then I'm, what is another way then? Okay, then I'm just going to another company that does match with my values and with who I am as a person. And that's really something, I really see the movement there. So. Uh, I'm happy for that. <laughs> no, yeah, uh, I, I, I see what you mean. And I mean, definitely when it comes to having a, a passion or I'm not going to say passion, but at least a, a high interest in the thing that you sell, I think there, yeah, you should have some kind of goosebump to be, because yeah. indeed it's, it's about feeling it, not about understanding or whatever, and you can explain it well. Uh, but I also like the, the, the pivot that you made towards uh, company culture values. 
just you know knowing that you belong part of a I mean as part of a community uh, you know with with your managers employee colleagues etc like that so that uh, yeah you don't have the feeling of of moving away from job to job every two years mm-hmm. but then you also said something about you have to take ownership as an individual of a company but what does that actually mean to you taking ownership yeah, yeah. Well, for me, um, let's keep it simple. You, you also have like uh, your household, your private household, and you also need to take ownership. Right? You need to, to, to pay your bills. Uh, you need to keep your house clean and those kind of things for uh, that you take ownership for your, your responsibilities that you have in your role. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think proactivity, taking initiatives, uh, for the better cause of the company and the team and stuff like that. That's in the, indeed what yeah. what, le- what leadership is also, uh, I mean, trying to, um, yeah, to accomplish. And maybe talking... Yeah, about like, uh, I mean, of course, every person is different and, and some people, they do not want to lead a team or something like that. But I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about ownership. It can be also uh, ownership of a team, but it can also be your own ownership of the function that you have in a company. So it's self-leadership for me. Self-leadership. Yeah, I can see that. But definitely, and not only indeed in terms of the what, the, what is the job that you actually have to take, but also in terms of uh, taking responsibility to, I don't know if I like the word of making yourself happy, but at least finding a place for yourself. Uh, finding time to to do things that you like to do, finding time to educate yourself on stuff that things is important to you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I see what you mean. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I, I, it resonates. But at the other hand, um, it's for me, it's not about being happy all of the time because I mean, it's it's raining as well sometimes or tender and and so on. But it's like how you are dealing with things, and that's. Uh, where the mindset is coming in like uh, do you like are you the person who are um, yeah do you put your energy on the things that aren't going that good or do you put your energy on the things that are going good without neglecting the things that maybe are not that well or, or something but I mean who defines what is good or what is not good right right at the end it's a lot of uh, personal interpretation I think mm-hmm. do you yeah. do you give a lot of mindsets coaching workshops or anything like that also to salespeople? Yeah. So um, in fact, people, um, when they come to me or to us, it's mostly because they want to be trained in sales or trained in a specific deal closing or prospection part or business development part. So they're not coming like, hey, I want to train my mindset. Yeah, more. It's always integrated. And um, because, I mean, you, you can't like really see it without that because especially in sales you win some you lose some it's all about mindset it's all mm-hmm. about um, how am i dealing with this uh, where do i put my energy on uh, who am i in this uh, well, what does this doing uh, how do you say this what does this do to me uh? um so it's always integrated but it would be my dream that people would come also to us like we just want to have only like mindset training but i <laughs> but what yeah. i'm saying is I mean, I do like that you make it concrete in your daily life because mm-hmm. otherwise you have like the 
yeah, you can go on your yoga mat or you can do your meditation over there. And then, and I mean, we are not doing yoga or meditation in the training, <laughs> right away, because maybe it seems like that now, but it's not at all the case. But I mean, it's not about the in and out. Oh yeah, and on the mats, I, I'm then uh, zen and so on. But then in my daily life, oh no, now I'm in a rush. No, 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 it's about the integration. So in fact, I, I do like... Uh, yeah, yeah I've, I've heard a very good quote once. It was, you need to give them what they want to give them what they need. Like they're looking mm -hmm. for technical skills. So you kind of give them that because that's what they want. But then you give them what they actually need. And it's the mindset thing. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Maybe because I'm very curious actually about that and maybe we should try to make it uh, tangible. Uh, but so suppose, you know, it's, uh, I don't know what trainings you give. Maybe it's cold calling. Maybe it's about being in the sales meeting. What kind of mindset issues do you see there? And, you know, how do you try to help them uh, overcome yeah. that? Yeah, maybe we do need to do an exercise then. Oh, no. <laughs> yes, of course. No, let's do it. Let's rock and roll. Because uh, it's really, uh, it, it all has to do with perception. Huh? Um, but a good exercise, but it will, it will be hard to do it like this. Because, um, yeah, no, I need, to, well, maybe let me just show you something and then we'll do it off sites, uh, but then... Okay. People can also think about it <laughs> or reflect about it. I will show you my screen. And this is a really fun one. <laughs> can, can you see it clearly? Yeah, I see A, B, A. Yes, and then you also see C and oh, C. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I do. Okay. So the exercise is like we will connect, first of all, A with A, and then B with B, and then C with C, but the lines can't cross. What would you do? But we're not really going to do it now because uh, it's, it's not possible now <laughs> in this scene, but you, you saw it. So yeah. what is your first reflection? Uh... Yeah, I, I want to say. <laughs> Maybe you need to delete this scene, and then, then not everybody will like know what you will do. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. We'll keep it in. I like it. Um, yeah, maybe you cannot go via via another letter to get to the to that letter. It's a direct yeah. line. It's a direct line. They can't cross. We'll I'm do this exercise later. I'm, I'm huh? super curious <laughs> to the clue of that exercise. But Is maybe it... I already give the clue. I think yeah. that can help people because the first thing that people will say is it's not possible at all without crossing the lines. And then they start like, can I move blocks or can I go through a letter? Yeah. <laughs> um, and what I see, especially when I'm, uh, when I'm, and I'm not going to, to judge, not at all, but especially when I'm uh, training like more engineering kind of people who are also in sales or who are like very rational. Mm -hmm. uh, they're like, Natalie, I'm not even going to start the exercise because you're just foolishing me. Um, but then it's like, okay, but what is it that we already can do? Well, we can connect A to A and B to B. And then they start doing that. But what you see is, it really like takes a lot of effort to start that movement. And then when they put the lines from A to A and B to B, 
then they see like, hey, there is a way to connect C to C without crossing the lines. And uh, for me, this exercise, yeah, you have it. Yeah, yeah, voila. you did it in your <laughs> mind. Yeah. That is, that is a clue of it. Like we are so many of the time, a lot of the times in our head and in our head, it's like, it's not possible. So we're not even going to start. But it's like, okay, but if I already start, and that is a movement with your body, that's a real action. Mm -hmm. Then you see like, hey, now we are opening our mindset and now we do see solutions and possibilities. And especially these days, eh, a lot has to do with innovation and in sales. I mean, you do need to believe that there are options. Eh, If there are not options, okay, but what are alternatives then? And I mean, that is like, and and it's like exercises like this, that is really helping to work on the mindset. So it's not about, we're going to talk about it because if we are talking about it, we are staying in our heads and that is Mm. not going to bring us anywhere because yeah, it will, but then it's just something from the mind and not a lot will, will change. Somebody can say to you. Uh, how are you? Oh, yeah. Uh, no, sorry, the was wrong. Yeah, oh, yeah, feeling that sad, for example, or uh, vice versa. Yeah. But what will you believe? My words or the energy that I'm really radiating? Mm. That is what it's about. So it's like really making that click inside of em- you. And embody then... what you feel, yeah. what you are. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And then action will come. And then a lot of things will start to be possible. I like that. Well, thanks for giving me that exercise. <laughs> I think that's what people internally uh, of the listeners can also try in a company uh, to open up the mindset, uh, the viewpoints, the perspectives. Now, if you if you look at at sales also, because I, I think also you know there is. I mean, you can look at sales as in. And I know that for people that don't like sales and don't want to be pushy at all, but just want to connect, you know, they, they reach out, connect, and then, you know, they have that initial conversation and then ultimately they present what they could do to actually improve the situation of the prospect. And that is sales to them while you also have, and I'm not going to say the more cliche sales, because I don't want to, I don't want to put the wall of Wall Street image into your mind. Uh, Mm. But I will say the salesperson that also want to challenge the prospect that also wants to make them realize that there can be other alternatives, really change the beliefs around some things, eliminating the false beliefs, giving alternatives. And there it's not really about presenting anymore, uh, but more about persuasion. And I'm kind of curious, how do you then like look at, at both of those situations? Hmm. For me, it's about co-creation uh, with the customer. And um, it's it's it starts with listening. So where are they today? Uh, who are they? What is important for them? Uh, where do they want to go? Uh, what are they looking at? What is important? What are the alternatives that they are already looking uh, at? And that for me, it's not really about convincing, but it's also in fact, it's also this exercise again. It's to also help them to like broaden their way of how they look at things um, and then to find out, okay, can we co-create something together? So for me, it's like not or this or that, but, but sales, it's, 
I, I won't say convincing, but um, it's like challenging is good, I guess, if it comes from the right place. If it's not like I'm going to challenge that person because, oh, yeah, he needs uh, to write uh, with a with a, ba- a bit of a beak. <laughs> yeah. Uh, at a Wolf of Wall Street kind of tips right. and tricks. But just like um, opening um, pers- yeah, perspectives, like, mm-hmm. hey, what what if we would look at, at it at it from, from this way or something? Eh, I mean, this is also an example that I give a lot. If I would draw a six here, yeah, for you, that's a nine. But for me, it's a six. So I don't want to convince you to, to, convince you to see it as also as a six. But I, I am curious to understand why you see it, as, see it as a nine. And if I start to listen to you first, then you will also feel that, that I am really interested and it's really authentic because it will be. And then it will be as, as also for you, it will be much more easier to then understand. Okay, and now I am also curious to understand why you see that as a six. And then you really have a conversation. Mm. And then it might be that there won't be any sales and that's okay. But it might also be that your customer is going to say, whoa, I never looked at it that way. That's interesting. And then you really start. So, and that is what I really, really like. Yeah, I love that. That's what I get goosebumps <laughs> from, by the way. Just having that, that click in someone's eyes uh, by indeed challenging with the good intentions. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's definitely sales. I agree with you. And that. that's not pushing, not at all. No, I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. Now you also, um, I don't know if it was on your LinkedIn or on the website, but as I read something about proactive communication, and the word mm-hmm. proactive was there uh, definitely. Yeah. And I wanna I wanna understand why proactive communication is what you need to do yeah. in business development or in sales. Yeah, very important one, if you ask me. Um, yeah, why is it important? Mm. Oh, what do you mean also with being proactive in the communication? Yeah, well, a good example. Uh, let's keep it in the sales context. Uh, um, I, um, um, I had a meeting, for example, with a customer, a prospect, and they said, oh, yeah, it might be interesting. Uh, uh, I want to have a proposal. Uh, so you make a proposal. And then what I see a lot is people, they are sending out a proposal and then they don't get any response back. And then it's like, yeah, but the customer, uh, they will come back to me uh, if, if they are interested or not. So you are in the waiting mode. <laughs> And then what happens? Oh, yeah, I uh, made a lot of offers, but none of them are closed. Or, yeah, I closed some, but it's not uh, good enough. And um, then I'm asking, like, okay, but what is holding you back to, like, just call your customer? Because what people also do a lot is, like, yeah, but I, I wrote him an email. Nice, but what happens? I mean, I'm not going too deep in this, but... Yeah, look for yourself. You have like meals coming in and something that is not on your priority at that moment. You see it and what do you think? Or at least I am like that. Yeah, I will respond later. But then you are in other things and you just forget it without Mm -hmm. having that intention. So it's so important to just call your customer because then you have like the interaction and without being pushy or stalking because that's not about any, that's not what we are talking about. It's just like if it's if it's something that you really truly feel and, and, and 
that it's yeah that it's important and that you contribute why won't you like do follow up uh, so that's for the for the closing part but also uh, and maybe that's even much more important or interested interesting is um yeah today people are informed a lot so if they are looking for a partner or for something what do they do they ask their uh, network or they have a look on mr google and then they find uh, a partner um so yeah waiting for customers to come i will say uh it, it, it's good when they come <laughs> but there's like a lot of more potential so why being afraid to just reach out to your potential customers and that is something that I see, like a lot of people are like, yeah, but I'm not going to disrupt them or they are not waiting for me or this or that. Or there were like a lot of voices, a lot of resistances. And I get it because I'm also the person who's like, yeah, I don't want people just to call me and uh, to do their sales pitch. Yeah, no, not about that. Nobody wants that. <laughs> Nobody's waiting no, for that. No, but I mean, if you are like, just curious like i just want to get to know that company and that people that person well also this and this is really hard to to talk about it if you don't don't like experience it uh, but people are willing to 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 say a lot and to talk and to listen but the condition is that they just feel that it's real mm -hmm. and that is uh, when, it's get when it gets difficult for people, because what happens when people are proactively reaching out to people that they do not know, eh? they are like, oh, I'm afraid. And then the ego is coming in. And that is what makes that there is like a, a wall eh, mm -hmm. in between, what makes that, the, that there isn't a real authentic connection anymore. And then it's not working. Mm -hmm. but. And I also do it sometimes still, and I did it a lot. Uh, one of our of our biggest customers, um, I mean, I just called them back in the days because uh, we did a lot of activities in IT and telecom and in tech. But then we also moved to industry, and and I don't know. I was just like, it it, it I resonated with that sector. Uh, I, uh, I I studied economics, so I'm not an engineer at all. <laughs> And then I just called them and I was just curious, like, okay, but who is actually in charge for new business development? Eh? Mm -hmm. And how do you do it? And where do you see still potential on the market? And what are your challenges? And uh, uh, to what extent are you also looking for external partners or what is important for you in a partner? And then he really was like, I feel that you are really listening to me. And that's the reason that I want to sit together. And then yeah, they also had projects. And then, I mean, it was like done in three months, but this is like a successful case, of course. But mm -hmm. because, yeah, you uh, you are not talking, of course, you are talking to a company, but you are talking to that to that person. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's why I do think that proactive communication, because I, <laughs> I, I see that uh, I went through a lot of things now, <laughs> but as to, to come back to proactive communication, yeah, it's about uh, doing business. You need interactions with people. And that is what I do mean. And I, I, I see like a lot is done now via growth marketing and I, and I do like it, but I'm still convinced that if you're yeah, active in more complex uh, or innovation things or, or consultancy services, interaction will always be necessary 
So that maybe it might be the only thing that this thing guys this thing guys should do. You say it like this, but I do think that understand what I mean from other people. So it's your personal identity that you can then share. People buy from people. A hundred percent. And I also think indeed as a sales you have to be in control because everyone has its own agenda. And all the priorities are are so diverse for everyone. Yep. And I think indeed you as a sales rep, your priority is to generate new business, even though, I mean, and that's also another question I had for you, but I will, I will come to that later. But I did indeed as a sales, because you have to generate business, it's going to be for you a bigger priority than for the buyer, the prospects, unless mm -hmm. of course it is also their priority in that case. I mean, deals going to yeah. be pretty easy compared to others, but uh, I totally agree with you have to be proactive. You have to be in control. Mm -hmm. But I was I was going to ask about how do you feel about detaching yourself as a sales from the outcome, from closing a deal? Because, because it is your responsibility as a sales to generate new business. So it is super counterintuitive to say, I don't have to close something. Well, actually, that's the job you got to do. Yeah. So how do you... Yeah. Yeah. I do like this question. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because, yeah, but because it's, that's what it's all about. I, all, uh, yeah. Um, it has a lot to do with that. Yeah. And it's like really trusting that, I mean, we are all like focused on, yeah, the deal, the deal, the deal. But I mean, the deal, it's like the, the end of the process to have a deal. You have to have offers to have the offers. You have to have conversations with the right decision makers in the right companies to have these conversations. Uh, you have to approach them. You have to interact with them. You have to make sure that you know who is my real target market, uh, who are my decision makers. You will need to make sure like uh, how am I going to position myself. So there are a lot, a lot, a lot of steps involved. And it all has to do to start up a relationship. And that was also an example that I wanted to give you. And it really resonates with this question. So I'm really happy. It's like um, uh, um, uh, when you have like uh, your wife, uh, um, when you are married, what do you do? You didn't like, oh, I see that lady over there. Oh, and here is a ring. Here, you need to marry me. That's not what you do in real life. I mean, you start to to connect and you start to like uh, get to know each other. And then if you feel, hey, this resonates, then you start to working together or uh, you start the relationship. And uh, maybe there is a there is a relationship and then you want to marry each other. And then after that first relation, after that first work experience, the collaboration that you have together, then you can also see, hey, this resonates. Let's work together endlessly, for example. And that is how you create also ambassadors. So, I mean, but it's really very subtle, of course. And especially when then you have targets from your, your boss and you want to prove yourself because you are eager and you are new in sales. Eh? And especially when then you are working for an America, American company who are only like looking at the numbers. Exactly. I get it. But then, and I, I'm just going to say it as I feel it, but then if you feel that that is not something that matches with you, then the question I have, I think that you have to ask yourself is like, do I resonate with this company or not? And mm -hmm. if you do, with the company great but what can it what is it then that you can change 
to like work and to like not being in that stress and that rat race. And I mean, that that is like, not, it's not sustainable. I mean, people who, who, who worked like that in the past, I, I can honestly say that that 80% of them, they are now like, oh my God, why did I do that? I mean, I was successful, I closed the deals, but if I'm honest with myself, I wasn't even happy. I was, I was also brutal to other people. Why did I do that? But I didn't know from something else. Uh, to say that was like the way that. to do it. Yeah. And of course you, yeah. you try to follow yeah. uh, at least yeah. the guidelines. Yeah. No. And that, I think it's important that there is like a lot of leadership, especially also in sale, but it affects everywhere in the world. Mm -hmm. um, that we start to, to see that and that we start like, uh, to act more from our heart. And I know it is also is like fluffy duffy, but I mean, uh, holistic was also fluffy duffy uh, 10 years ago. So I, I, I truly believe that um, that that is the, the way to go to do business together. Like not only like the, the male energy and the yang and yeah, and the power and let's do this and her, but more the feminine uh, power as well. And like, okay, trusting and surrendering and purpose, contribution, caring, and mm -hmm. the combination of those two. Not or the one or the other, but really like the blending. Yeah. And I definitely hope that we are evolving towards that direction. I think we are, if we I are can already. be honest. Yeah. Uh, at least from a Belgian perspective, I don't know how it is in the US because there indeed it is a lot about, uh, we have numbers and we have to work according to them. Um, but definitely I see, I can, I can see a trend. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. S something I want to, I want to touch on is also about leadership. Mm -hmm. uh, and maybe I just should start a question, you know, leadership, what does that actually mean to you? Uh, and then I also want to link back this, this topic to, uh, to sales. Okay. Well, um, it, it's, it's a little bit more what I said before. Um, it's like, for me, the, the leadership is just really linked uh, to ownership as well. Like taking care of yourself and then your household and then your company or your role or your team. Yeah, because I, I think also, um, I mean, how I also look at leadership is that maybe, you know, it's about also inspiring others, motivating others. Um, and I feel that sales sometimes is also about, but then towards the prospect, you know, trying to inspire them, challenge them, motivate them to do something that they don't do yet. And so I see there, um, in terms of a goal as a person, a lot of similarities between what is a leader and what is also a salesperson. And so I don't know, have you ever thought of that or have, do you sometimes also look at sales through the lens of a leader, of a leader? Um, I would say I rather look, um, through everybody as a, as a leader, no matter with what kind of function you are and, um, how to see this simple, um, for me, like inspiring and, 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 and you don't need to do that. It's something what you do automatically. If you have leadership of your own life, uh, and, and what what still what also is coming to my mind now is um, leadership. It's for me. It's also to really live your life <laughs> and acting out of that. So um, I don't know if that is like an answer on your question, but um, yeah. Well, you are you are definitely consistent in 
in what you truly believe. And it's and I, I see why, you know, it's really working at the true source. It is working at, at yourself. Um, and maybe one of the last questions I will ask you is, have you ever had um, a personal coach, life coach, or someone that can actually find that fire in you and, and really find you, you know, help you with your self-awareness and self-identity? Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, I think I started uh, six years or seven years ago. Uh, I started my own paths in personal development, let us say. Uh, well, on a conscious level, of course. Um, and then I also uh, work together with a personal coach because um, it's nice to, to be challenged. Uh, and like, because sometimes you just don't see it yourself or you don't feel it because there's like, the awareness is not yet there. And then it's nice to have somebody like uh, to challenge you or something. But um, I don't have like a personal coach anymore, but I still do a lot of... Uh, your personal development things, <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> a lot of different kind of things, like also retreats and some some uh, things like that, because I do think, uh, yeah, it's an eternal process. It it never stops. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that in some way it's also maybe the responsibility of of business leaders, business owners, uh, I mean, C level executives to also provide those kind of coaching services to their employees. Don't you think that mm -hmm. in some way? It should be great to also having those. I mean, everybody should be a coach to someone, I feel, you know? Everybody's a teacher to each other. Mm -hmm. That, um, but it's, it's just like if you are open to see it like that. And then, uh, I mean, sometimes it's also funny. I, I had um, uh, you know, a, a sort of a training uh, last weekend. It was Inner Alchemy. And uh, there uh, they mentioned as well, like, in a way, it's a little bit of arrogant to only look at certain people and to only believe them. Like, oh, if they say it, then I do believe it. But if somebody else is saying it, then I don't believe it. Because then it's like, yeah, you are not feeling for yourself what is resonating with me and what is not. Mm -hmm. Then you are just like you're putting some, uh, somebody else on a, on a pillar. Eh? Yeah. And I'm just going to take whatever he's saying. Yeah, I, I'm just going. That is the truth. But what is the truth? I mean, it does not exist. I mean, everybody needs to feel for themselves. I find myself guilty of doing that with uh, with some people as well. I think, but it's also because I trust them, you know, I trust yeah, them. And so I really want to take what they say as the truth. Mm. And that's maybe also something dangerous. I, I mean kind of reflect uh, on this right now it's it's always good just to 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 feel and to notice for yourself okay does is this resonating with me or not mm -hmm. yeah it, it's like when i was saying like hey this is a six but then for you it's a nine well then it's a nine and that's okay you don't just need to believe everything that 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 somebody else is saying no it's true 100 because then you're also keeping yourself small well, I mean, a student-teacher face, and in fact, everybody is a student and everybody is a teacher. And if we can see it like that, and that's the same in sales, by the way, if we can see everybody just like, okay, another human being and uh, another company and another company that wants to contribute to the world and do something good, well, good, then we are helping each other. So why would we then think that we, are, we need to convince somebody if we all like agree on the same things well 
of course, we're not going to agree everybody, everyone. With, but then your circle, you will also attract the companies that are a match with you and then vice versa. Mm -hmm. Stuff to think about, Nathalie. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, but Nathalie, if people want to find out more about you, about Merluno, they want to work with you, where would you like to send them? Yeah, well, um, they can send me an email um, on I don't know if I need to give my email address, but it's like uh, Natalie, N-A-T-H-A-L-I-E, point van Oost, V-A-N-O-O-S-T, at Merluno, M-E-R-L-O-N-O-U-N-O. We'll make sure to put it in the show notes. Merluno.com, yes. All right. Awesome. Natalie, well, I have one last question for you, a question I ask every guest on the show. And so, and I think I have a kind of an idea what, you, what your answer will be. But if Natalie was a brand, what would it stand for? <laughs> well, now I'm curious what you are going to say. But um, yeah, uh, authentic lifestyle, something like that. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> yeah. Authentic lifestyle. Well, I will take that as an answer. Again, Nathalie, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, and I wish thank you... Thank you for the invitation. <laughs> it was a pleasure to have you. Wishing you only the best. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. <laughs>